Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just what happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my other co-host, Austin. Hello. Hello. Long time no see. It actually hasn't been that long, but hey. It really, yeah, I guess it hasn't. Um, and the other person who I guess I haven't seen in a long time, Alex, or the co-host, is here. What's up, Alex? Yay! Hi, Jacob. Not much. Glad to have you back. I'm glad I didn't have to read the opening. Hooray. It's all right. Yeah, I probably should have sent that to you if I was actually really nice and courteous. <laughs> Instead of just leaving you to free ball it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was an improvisational disaster. But we made it through. We're glad you're back. Yep, we did. We keep pushing and tugging. That's what we do on this podcast. Push and tug. Good old Jacob's back. I'm already getting an eye roll from Austin, so I know we're good to go. I know yep. we're, it's back. We're official. <laughs> okay, it's not like Austin and I, come on, we were pretty ridiculous and raunchy when we were talking about stuff. <laughs> I had to cut a lot out. <laughs> if only the listeners could hear half the shit we say behind the scenes and that we cut out. I kind of like read pornography out loud at one point. Oh yeah, I know it. I know which, what you're talking about. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> Alex told you about that? No, no, I've seen that no, before. Just yeah, I've actually oh. the thing you're talking about, there's been I saw like two or three panels. Oh, so you found that. Yeah. I found that actually uh before we started this podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty graphic. Okay. Poor Alex. I was like, Alex, let's read this pornography by the manga artist. And Alex was like, No. And I was like, I'm gonna do it anyway. And Alex was like, please stop. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I didn't actually look at it. I just was being read. The, described to what was happening and it was it was a time well you need to see it because you need to understand the inspiration of all like the only fans and different streaming services that users can submit content to where that like genre came from the pokemon i, genre I have a pretty good idea came, i'm okay. good <laughs> it's way worse than what you envision i guarantee that way worse jesse got pregnant so yeah it's canon it's canon agree who's the father did they say? James. James. <laughs> all right. So that worked out then. All right. That would be Giovanni, but James is all right. Giovanni and Delia are a thing, remember? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. God. You know what? Honestly, I feel like Giovanni's a lot of stuff, but I feel like he'd be the kind of person that would have integrity and he wouldn't run around on Delia. <laughs> he has a long lost son trying to get revenge on him. I mean, that could have been after. It could have. You don't know. I guess that guy's not in the anime. That guy. Silver. Spoiler alert for something that happened 25 years ago. 25 years ago. It's been that long. But what wasn't that long ago was our weeks. And Austin, you can take the helm here first while I bring up a tab I forgot to bring up before we started. Um, I still am not doing anything. Um, <laughs> I really, I'm, I've, I've gotten completely complacent. Like, I'm like a cicada underground for 19 years. I don't know. That's not true. You do late night scary movie watching i do do late night scary movie watching here comes a text at 3 a.m <laughs> i do text alex at 3 a.m but he's in do not disturb so it's fine 
<laughs> Jacob, if you had Snapchat, you would know what kind of misadventures I get up to at 3 a.m. Oh, I can, I can only imagine, just like reading that manga and not seeing it. I can only imagine. Anyway, I watched Halloween Ends. Is that the brand new one? That's like the new, new one? That's like the new, new one. Is it the last, last one? No, no, but it's the last, last one for now, now. Well, that's misleading. The next one should be Halloween Ends. Ends. Like, just two ends and just keep adding ends, ends to it. Ends Halloween again. begins again. Yeah. God. I've never seen such false marketing for a movie in my entire life, you guys. In what way? Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. The trailer does not accurately portray the movie. Is that, like, a good thing or a bad thing? It's a thing. Okay. Well. I pass. need to watch this trailer now just to see. You'll watch the trailer and be like, oh, it's just like a Halloween movie. And you watch the movie and it's like, no, it's not, fucker. I don't hmm. know what that means, but... I, yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't really think of another movie that really does that, horror-wise. Except for, like, the, like, Nope and his movies. Don't spoil it. Oh, my God, don't spoil it. Need to watch fucking Nope. It's not streaming yet. It's not? Really? It's been a minute. It came out in August. But th- that's the only person I can think of that are, you know, trailers, set of movies where the trailer just doesn't, like, it does nothing to do with the actual movie. And you know that, but you like it. Okay, Jacob, let me ask you this. So for that movie, the trailers, Austin and I were talking about this, the trailers seemed like they spoiled a lot of the movie, but you're telling us now that that's complete red herring. It has nothing to do with anything. From what I've, like, seen... Like, I was watching, like, a couple clips on YouTube. I haven't actually seen the full movie, but I saw enough of it to fill the plot out just because I was like, I'm never going to watch this movie. I don't have any of the streaming services, so I got to read. It's not all streaming anyway. Yeah, I got to read this stuff. And from what I remember, the trailers, it didn't seem like it really... Like, the people are there. They're actually in the movie that are in the trailers, so there's some something there. But as far as, like, what you think it's about, it... Nah, not really. Okay, that's shocking and also pleasantly surprising because I was like, oh, they gave away the whole movie in these trailers, but good to know there's still an element of surprise. We're got we got to get this shit on Redbox. Let's go. Let's okay. go. Okay, <laughs> all right, I- I'm down. Because <laughs> I love Get Out. Is a, it's a fantastic movie. I love that and movie. Us was really fun. So I've been wanting to see Nope since it was announced. Have we seen Us? All of us? I no. have. Okay, Austin, did you? I don't think this is gonna spoil it. I saw the ending coming. Did you like the the big yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, okay. I knew that. I knew that from the start. All right, spoiler <laughs> McSpoilatrons. Let's move on before we say something okay. we regret. Okay. Okay. Austin, is that your week? Okay. Sure. That's my week. I don't know. Have you had anything else to say? <laughs> <That's> you can. <laughs> I know you, this is like your time of year for horror. This is when I thrive. Yeah. This is like you don't see Austin, but you know he's okay. That's what you feel. <laughs> okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> Alex, what'd you do? Well, speaking of horror movies, you all can call me Dr. Frankenstein because I brought something old and dead back to life this week. And I was very excited. A squirrel? No. Oh, gross. No. (laughs) Not a living creature. What? Austin's looking at me like I'm a lunatic. I'm imagining you like robbing graves and assembling a body in your basement. I mean, that's the that's the feeling I got. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Raising this from the dead and reliving something that had been locked in a box for a long time. No, anyway, I brought back to life my Xbox 360, and I was so happy and thrilled about it because it was dead. Did you get the red ring? Is that what killed it? I didn't get the red ring on the Xbox, thankfully, but the power brick was dead, and I was very upset because 
with no power brake, you have a very expensive paperweight on your hands. So I was trying all these things. I thought, oh, I'll just buy another power brake. But then I was like, no, what if it's a fire hazard or something? So luckily I got it to work with a very strategically placed compressed air, you know, blowing into the little holes. That's all it took, surprisingly. And then the controller was all corroded because it had leaked battery acid everywhere inside. So I managed to clean that out and got that working again. So yesterday I was playing Black Flag for like nine hours. That's so that was uh, exciting. Assassin's Creed, right? That's right. Pirates. Arr. Ahoy, matey. But no, I was really happy. I hadn't played my Xbox in like five years and I thought it was dead. And I brought it back to life. And so I was having a nostalgic moment yesterday and Austin was like, okay, goodbye and hung up on me. <laughs> Guess what I was doing? I was editing the podcast. That's right. I, you know what? I'm not going to take this shit from you because I always offer to help and Austin always tells me no. Don't take it. We're not gonna take it. Without a doubt, though, the Xbox 360 is like, that is my personal favorite console that I've had in my really? lifetime. Yes. That's shocking. Mainly because Xbox Live. And that was like, all my friends and I would do was play like Black Ops, Halo. It was like the greatest thing ever. It was like, you can just pop your tv on you don't have to drive over there you can just play games with each other it was awesome that is that brings back some memories i will say though i'm not i like the xbox really awesome memories on the xbox but i think i have a problem with the controller i was getting hand cramps yesterday playing but then again i was playing for like nine hours so maybe it had mm. something to do with that <laughs> what hour did you start to cramp on which you got to figure out if it was like hour seven that's you if it's like hour one Maybe the controller. You got to kind of figure that out. I don't know. It was kind of like maybe like hour three. And I was like, maybe I'm just not used to holding it like this compared to the, the DualShock controller. That's the one thing I always disliked about Xbox is PlayStation's controller is always better. Agreed. Ergonomically friendly is what they say. Yeah. And that's why I'm upset because the next console I get is going to be an Xbox because I don't want to get a PS5. But now I have to deal with the, the controller, which is the exact same. They didn't change it. So if I'm having hand cramps on the 360 controller, I'm going to have hand cramps on the new ones. That's upsetting. Get a, You can get one of those adaptive controllers. That costs like $150. Are you talking about the Elite controller? No, not the Elite. The Elite one's actually pretty cool, but they actually make them to where, like, I think if you have problems with your hands or something's going on where you're cramping, they'll make you like a personalized one. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I should just take more breaks in between and actually get up and move my body. The brain is a muscle, and it takes brain to play video games. So there you go. I feel like nobody else but me thought that story was interesting, but I told it anyway, so. No, I like it. I like uh, Blast from the Past is always nice. We, Alex, you and I like nostalgia. Austin hates it. I know. So <laughs> I was going to say that. It's not true. Nostalgia can be bad. I, I definitely see Austin's viewpoint. He just doesn't like the rose-colored glasses part of it where you pick out, you cherry-pick all the good parts out of the past and forget about, conveniently, the not-so-good parts. But there's nothing bad about this. This is just a, oh my gosh, my childhood gaming console isn't actually dead and it is actually be able to use it again, so. Congrats. Small joys, right? Good for you. Uh, I guess uh, I could talk about mine now. It's been a busy couple weeks. I went to Illinois, never been there before. I wasn't in the Chicago side, though. I was, like, in the country plain side. That was pretty fun. There's a lot of corn. That's something. It's good corn there. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be rude nah, to you our can Illinois be rude. listeners. They're proud of it. 
Because corn's in everything we eat, so shout out to the corn makers. Isn't that actually technically a problem? Like, there's too much corn? Yeah, I it's feel fine. like we're digging ourselves into a hole it's with this. But... It's a vegetable slash starch. It's fine. It's good for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, all of our corn friends. Keep growing. We need it. D- do we, though? I... <laughs> update on... Uh, I know I talk about my phone sometimes on here. I don't know if I mentioned this before. It's been so long. But my home button doesn't work anymore on my phone. Jake you have a home <laughs> button on your phone? Whoa. <laughs> it, that's in self-shocking, right? That's the problem right there. I found a workaround. Proud of myself. They have the assistive touch technology on the iPhone. So I have a fake home button that I can just press. And it acts like my home button that's at the bottom of my phone. So that's working. <laughs> going well for me. Um, Jacob, can we give you some friendly advice? <laughs> what? Sometimes it's okay to retire an ancient hardware device. Now, let, yes. me t- let me tell y'all something. I'm going to say something back here. Y'all talk about <laughs> these big corporations taking over all the time. This is me sticking <laughs> it to Apple. Okay? They're Jacob, trying to force me to upgrade. I'm not doing it. No. But your own You're trying to make me get time. all your streaming services? I'm not doing it. No. This what is, year is this phone from? This is the final stand, and it's from 2014. So I'm going on eight years. It's about to be nine oh my years. God. Uh, when are you going to be willing to retire it? When it doesn't turn on? When it just, when it blows up, when it melts. It needs to okay. melt from my hand. Sometimes I feel like there's a point in, in your life where it's like you have to value your own time and, like, comfort and just finally realize, like, okay... I'm putting way too much work into something that doesn't need to have that much work put into it. Like your Xbox? That's different. <laughs> it's not that much different with this assistive touch home button thing. It's really not. I mean, it's a little inconvenient in some cases, but like, you know, it works. And I I'd actually just bought a new game for my phone that works really well on it. You guys remember Blooms? <laughs> oh my god, Austin, your face. <laughs> <laughs> You're buying games for this 8-year-old phone that doesn't work. It okay. does work. The game that works sounds like perfect. a wise investment of your money. What did you download? Pong? No. <laughs> it's Tetris. No, I got Tetris. <laughs> I got Bloons uh Tower Defense 5. Do y'all remember that game? That, this is Blast from the Past right here. Uh, no, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. It's uh, one of those strategy games where you, there's balloons on a path. It's like Plants vs. Zombies. There's okay. balloons on a path and you have to set up like monkeys or airplanes or whatever thing you choose to pop the balloons before they destroy your house. So I'm looking up to see when Balloons Tower Defense 5 came out. It was only $15 on the Apple Store. So. Only $15. Jacob, this game came out in 2011 and you paid $15 <laughs> for it. I can't believe that's still even on there. Jacob, please. We need to have a talk. I <laughs> <laughs> was a joke. It was $3. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Kirby, Kirby's Dream Buffet or whatever it was called cost $15 and you guys were kind of complaining about that. That game's fun, though. So is this one. Leslie texted me. She's obsessed with it still. Yeah, she plays that game every night. She loves it. But they keep, it's oh, like there's a lot to it, though. Like, she keeps getting new levels, and there's new music, and godly costumes. There's a ton of costumes. Uh, balloons well, is fun. <laughs> I got that. I had a leftover gift card money, so I was like, okay. okay there you, there it is. There's yeah. the real. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. You do you, Jacob. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to keep doing me. 
you know, in a way, it's kind of charming in, a, in an odd kind of way. But <laughs> I met someone the other day. We had a connection. They had their phone out. And I was like, what iPhone is that? They were like a seven. And I was like, oh, man, I got a six. And we're like, all right. Hey, a generation apart. That's the first time that's happened in years where I had like someone had close to the same phone as me. I refuse to ever get an iPhone ever again. I'm going to stick yeah. with it probably. I have too much account stuff with them. They've really kind of like hooked me in. That's how they get you. Uh, did I watch any movies? I didn't watch any movies. No, I didn't do any watching really. So. Oh, cool. So you're normal. Got yeah. it. No. <laughs> no, I do watch Jacob was busy TV. with real life. We're glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you. Feels good to be back. You know what also feels really good? It's watching Pokemon. What were you going to say, Austin? You were starting to say Nothing. something. Nothing. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay, nope. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. Nope. 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 Were you going to make a sex joke or something? Sure. Moving on. It was a sex joke. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, this episode for this week, we're discussing tent situation and God, like rivalry revival did it. Yeah. Rivalry revival. You got to say it slow. Yeah. It's like a red ribbon week when you're in school. It just never, never flowed. What the fuck is red ribbon week? (laughs) (laughs) You never did that? Maybe. I don't know. Did you do that, Alex? I have a vague memory. It was some kind of awareness thing. Was it like heart disease or something? No, no. Drugs. Oh, drugs. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking of jump rope for heart. It's actually really dark. Like, as kids, it's fun because they show all these red ribbons. But, like, in the morgue at the police station for overdoses, they mark them with a red tag. Like oh. a red ribbon. So I think that there's, like, some hidden, awful meaning to Red Ribbon Week that we didn't know about as kids. Is this, like, a war on drugs Reagan administration thing? What's going Like, <laughs> what is this? I don't know. I just remember being a kid. And each day there was, like, you wore a hat for Monday because you were putting a cap on drug use. And then you wore... What? <laughs> then you wore sunglasses, like, on Tuesday, because you were shading out drugs. Are you making this up, or is this real? No, this is real. No, this this is real, because I have a vague memory of this. Okay, I think I logged this out. God, school... When we were growing up, school... <laughs> ridiculous. I was always too cool for school. Oh, Lord. We're going to start with a tent situation. Is that the first one, right? Or is the other yeah. one? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. I got the randomizer here. I got the 30 second challenge. Alex, you have the first episode. Austin, you have the second episode. I almost said third, but you have the second episode. Good luck, Jacob. All right. A tent situation. I'm going to keep saying that just to make sure I'm on the right one. Does anyone want to Wait, time you me? what now? Oh, oh, right. We got to time Jacob. Oh, we're timing Jacob. Okay. Uh, three. This is going to be awful. Two. This one. Go. All right. So we're heading back to Pallet Town, and guess who's back? Mr. Mime. Just kidding. It's Brock. Brock is back after some issues with Ivy. In fact, every time you mention Ivy's name, Brock loses it. Uh, Team Rocket comes in to dismantle the twerps' day, but of course that doesn't go right, and they get blasted off because Gary shows up, and uh, him and Ash beat off Team Rocket, but then they have a disagreement, and this is setting up for a battle for the next episode between Gary and Ash on who is the best trainer in the world. Alright, so I'm going first? No, I'm going first. Alex, you got the first first. episode. Okay, Alex is going first. Okay. 
I've completely forgotten how we do this. I was making fun of Alex for forgetting our format, and here I am, like, what do we do? What? Who? What? Where? See? What messed me up a little bit, too, is on a text message you sent to us, Austin, about which episodes we're doing, you put a rival revival, or the rivalry revival one first, so I was looking for that one to find the order of episodes. (laughs) That reminds me, did you watch the Lapras and Electrode episodes? I did, yes. Okay. Any thoughts on that before we go on? Uh, bye, Lapras. See you later. Okay. I'm glad no, you're that was it. <laughs> glad you're joining your herd to go save Santa at the North Pole. Oh, God. I'm not sad we left all that behind. We got more Christmas specials coming up. I know. Austin's been, like, completely up our asses about being on time so we can make the Chikorita Christmas special. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go behind the curtain for a moment. No, we never pull back the curtain. Yeah, the reason I've been so annoying with you guys being like, we got to make sure we can't miss a single episode, we got to be on time every week, is entirely because we need to make sure Ash catches Chikorita before Christmas, because he has Chikorita in the Christmas special, goddammit. So that's why I'm like, we gotta make this work. That's never bothered you before. And now it no, is. this is like the one thing I'm like, okay, oh my god. We got, after the end of this year, after 2022, I'm not gonna give a fuck. We'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> that's when we hit the a new topic for the podcast. What, like a new, something other than Pokemon the series? Yeah, we'll have to come up with something new. We'll make it back to Yu-Gi-Oh! That was fun. You really want to do Yu-Gi-Oh! again. Jacob, let's just have a spin-off Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. It can't be called Heart of the Cards. Can't be called Heart of the Cards? No, Eric Stewart and Dan Green started a podcast called Heart of the Cards. Damn it. Well, we can't (sighs) upstage the actual voice actor. Maybe we can join their podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. If you guys want us to be on it, just let us know. Yeah, I know we're listening. I know you're listening. We're listening to our own podcast? Yeah, that's about right. We're the only ones. Isn't it funny how the majority of our downloads come directly from my apartment? That's so weird. Stop inflating our numbers like that. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to talk about this. Jacob, did you regret coming back? Jesus. I say let's just keep moving forward. Let's keep going along here. And Jacob's getting further and further out of frame. He's halfway to the door. My hand is on the knob. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to talk about this. This I actually have like an, an entire page of notes. I do too. On this episode, there was so much happening. Am I the only one that thought this episode was a lot longer than the the normal like twenty two minutes? Y'all, it cut to the who's that Pokemon, and I was like, oh, is this the end of the episode? And I was like, wait a minute, this is halfway through the episode. There's a lot happening today. Yeah, I was completely thrown off. It was. It seemed a lot longer. This is like one of the end of a season jam it all in episodes because we gotta make some transitions for the next area region (laughs) it's a plate setting episode Mm. yeah like jacob mentioned we have finally finally left the orange islands for good and we're now back in pallet town are you guys sad are you sad that we're not in the orange islands anymore i got something to say about this though we had a big argument over how meaningful the orange islands was this proves (laughs) that it's worthless because nobody welcomes (laughs) ash back as champion that crowd that cheered them off for the Pokemon League, they don't care about the Orange Islands. You know, this was on TV. Apparently nobody watched it. Nobody's welcoming back on a red carpet. No one cares. I still don't think it was on TV because Ash says, Mom will be surprised to see me because no one knew the Orange League was happening. But he was on TV in the, sh- the graphic novel, Electric Tail. Okay, you got... Alex is obsessed with Electric Tail. Alex yes. is like... 
hyper-focused on this manga that we'll, we will no longer be revisiting. Because it's everything that could have been but wasn't. Anyway, you're right. In this In this reality, though, it's inconsequential and sad because Ash has zero recognition for this bullshit tournament he was in. Wasn't even a tournament. Okay, fine. This bullshit event. For the record, my neighbors are playing loud music, so if you hear a bass drop, that that's me. Okay. Tracy is practically frothing at the mouth because he is super duper excited to finally meet his idol, Professor Oak, in person. Th- they've already met, right? Didn't they, like, talk one time on, like, the phone? Like, there was a video call and he saw him or something. Oh, he needs to touch Oak. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. So, we're finally back at Ash's house. Much to everyone's surprise, when they walk in the door, guess who's there? Um, Giovanni with Ash's mom. (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh, my God. What if Ash... Did he, like, tell Delia he was going to be home? Because I feel like, Jacob, you have a point. Things could have been really different if he just walked in unannounced. No, it's our favorite friend ever, Brock. Are we surprised Brock is back? Wait, Brock left? You didn't know that? Sorry, I don't pay attention to Brock. That's rude. I feel like Tracy's way worse, and therefore... Tracy is way worse. I was, say, I was really fascinated with the guy who was drawing and measuring people. But no, we have our, our returning favorite, Brock. We can finally dump Tracy into the trash where he belongs. But Brock is having a depressive time. He's back from Valencia Island. Everybody's shocked because they thought he was going to be there forever, but he's not. And we don't know why, except for some sort of issue with Professor Ivy. I love this. Do we have thoughts on, like, what exactly happened between them? Because <laughs> this is... Uh, well... <laughs> yeah. I think Ivy probably made a passing comment about, I don't want to fuck you, Brock. And that's all it took. Yeah. She's also an adult woman, and he's, what, 15, 16? 15. He's, he's an adult, though, in Pokemon World. Remember that. Yeah, we don't we don't like to talk about that. We don't like to acknowledge that. It's canon, though. Ugh. Ugh. I like to think that him and Ivy were hitting it off, but then the twins were jealous and planted evidence of bad doing by Brock, and then he had to get kicked out. A while back, there was a Twitter rumor that Takashi Shudo stated that Professor Ivy was a lesbian, and that's why Brock is in such a state of dis- disarray, but that was not true. That was a false statement. Wait, so he actually made a statement, or somebody said he made a statement? Someone lied and said he did. Oh. Oh. He also made a statement that the Orange League is worthless and a waste of everyone's time. Oh, okay. Well, I think Brock has a penchant for drama, so maybe nothing happened, and he just sort of, like, made up this... He probably built up this fantasy in his head, and then when it didn't play out, he got completely devastated by it. Yeah, Ivy probably made a comment like, you're like the the son I never had, or something like that. Yeah. 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 It was something (laughs) totally (laughs) innocuous. That's probably true. But I also was going to ask you guys, like, what did we think of, do you think the writers actually planned on writing Brock out forever? What was the reasoning why? Did, like, Tracy just not do well with test audiences or something? Like, why did they make the choice to bring him back? I know the answer. Oh, tell us. Apparently, someone had an interview at some point where it was stated that they got rid of Brock because they thought international audiences outside of Japan would not be happy with Brock in his oh, appearance because the eyes yeah because the eyes but then they released it internationally and they realized oh wait no one gives a shit so Brock came back well we're glad to have him back he's much better alternative than Tracy 
the funny thing is, you know, Brock's appearance may offend some people, but Tracy's actions offended everyone. So that's the odd, you know, irony there. Facts. I don't know. I'm hesitant about Brock. I feel like he's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, but in a charming kind of way. I don't know. I'm biased because I like Brock, but also he his actions are a little problematic. But then we get Crow Gunk later on to like balance that out. So mm. it is what it is. Any other thoughts on Brock being back? Hooray! Yay! Nay! What do we feel like? Um, I love how they in- immediately exclude Tracy from their group the moment Brock is back in the room. Damn right. Like it's like the three of them are the power trio, and like Tracy's standing off to the side, kind of looking on. When Delia cooks some dinner, like they're all at the main table, and then Tracy's in the living room at like a like a dinner tray set up. He's not even in the group. <laughs> they're totally gone with him. He's done. Well, I would say I feel bad for him, but Tracy is a a little shit. Like he's very rude. So Delia comes back home. She's really surprised to see Ash. Ash is actually, I don't know, I kind of felt really bad, because I know we shit on Ash a lot, because he has this weird relationship with Delia, but it's moments like these where I feel like it's kind of warranted, because he runs to her in excitement, and she flat out ignores him in favor of Pikachu. Delia was a monster to Ash this whole episode. She was. God, she was way more horrible than I ever remembered. So this is why Ash hates her now i don't know we give ash a lot of shit for being cold to her not checking in with her not really acknowledging her but maybe and there's a comment later which i'll bring up that jesse makes that i'm like maybe this is more deeply rooted than we ever thought because this is other people are noticing this so yeah yeah i can't tell if it's like she's mad that he doesn't get in touch with her or she just never wanted him to be there in the first place is, it, is she being passive-aggressive towards her child? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's bad. Which is, a, which is a thing that happens. That's not good. Yeah, either way, that's it's toxic. I'm like, Delia, are you actually, like, a toxic, narcissistic mother? I think at this point they're trying to portray Delia as, like, an airhead. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, wacky and silly. I don't know. I think that's what they're going for. There's some undercurrents of, like, abusiveness. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's weird, too, because she does, like... How, all the moments that are like tearjerkers with her and Ash, they're never inside the home. They're always in some giant situation, too. Or, you know, it's it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Something about that house. Maybe it's the house that makes them hate each other. Well, when you go home, you kind of revert back to who you were when you were younger. And those old family dynamics kind of come into play. Mm-hmm. Look at us psychoanalyzing Pokemon here. Awesome. This would make more sense if Ash was an adult or a young adult, but he's not. So it kind of throws me off. But Yeah, true. Well, he is a young adult in Pokemon World. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so Delia's back. She's thrilled to see Pikachu and also Ash is there. Huh, okay. They ask how long Brock has been back and she's like, oh, it's been about a week. And they found him like laying dead on the ground in like a <laughs> trench coat and a hat. Like... That might be my favorite moment at all so far. <laughs> was he like in a hole or like what was going on? That was great. <laughs> Just... She goes on a walk with Mimi and starts like they both step on him and he starts like moaning out in pain. And like you said, Austin, she's completely airheaded because they don't realize that they're stepping on a man. And they're like, <laughs> I hear the sound. It's behind me. 
oh, but wait, now it's in front of me. Oh, wait. And they keep stepping on him. They're like kicking him and they're in, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Brock. I think she noticed him and just was doing it on purpose. I love the pan up to like the sky and then it, Adelia screams and it pans right back down to her oh finding Brock's like mingled body. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this part brought up even more questions of what happened between him and Ivy because he's pretty bad off here. You know, <laughs> nothing. I feel like Austin's right. It's probably some little comment that she made that he like blew up into nothing. Right. It had to be. He didn't even go back to his own home. I love that he did not go home. He still did not want to go back to that fucking house. Would you the- want to? <laughs> no, he's like, I'm going to Delia. It's closer, too. That's crazy. Delia's significantly less abusive than Flint. At this point, is Lola there, or we haven't met her yet? We have not met Lola. Okay. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I don't blame him necessarily. I wouldn't want to go back to, like, ten siblings and a deadbeat dad. But he makes himself useful. He becomes, like, the live-in maid, much to Mimey's chagrin, because that's Mimey's job. And they're both competing for Delia's sort of affections. Not in that way, but, like, who's the better housekeeper this is fun. I like this. I like them in Pallet Town with more characters in the room and there being more dynamics and more silly situations. It's a good reunion. Good reunion. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is you like the slice of life moments that we of get with I do. Pokemon. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, it only lasts for one episode because after this, we're back into it. Regardless, so Ash finally shows off his um, Orange League trophy there. But Delia kind of shits all over it when she starts using it as her workout dumbbell. She grabs it and she goes, God, it's so light. It's like, and it's not even real metal. What is this? I feel so bad The gold is flaking off. Yeah, it's <laughs> scraping off. It's like, what is this? That really hurt my heart for him. He was so excited. He's like, look, mom, look at this thing I got. And she's just like, oh, cool. I'll use it in my like Pilates class or whatever. I, I think she's trolling him. That's not the way. That's not I the think way. This is not good, but I think she's, like, giving him shit in front of him. Because after they leave, she puts it on the shelf and, like, dusts it off a little. I don't know. I. It's still pretty bad, you know? It's funny. Like, I can appreciate the humor behind it, but, like, she should have done that after, like, in front of him, too. Like, oh, Ash, a new dumbbell. Oh, no, you know, honey, that's for- excellent. And then put it on the shelf. Not, like, shit on him in front of all his friends. I don't know. I have some opinions on Delia this episode. It did give us like more insight, though, in what people really think about the Orange League, though. So <laughs> here we go. Unless we got that. Because Delia right. was fully invested in the Pokemon League. Orange League, though, not so much. All right. Well, Team Rocket's there, of course, um, watching. Oh, right. I forgot the whole part where Tracy has an absolute freak out. I love it. All the characters are straight up pretending Tracy doesn't exist. Yeah, they start talking about dinner. Like, oh, you know, we're back. Let's talk about dinner. Oh, what do you want to have? Oh, the deep dish chili pizza pie dog thing that she makes. And then he has a absolute meltdown (laughs) right there. Because he's like, Ash, Ash. He's like rudely, like they're talking. Like they're all talking and all that stuff. And he's like tapping him on the shoulder. Like, Ash, excuse me. Hello, Ash. And then he screams at the top of his lungs, when are we going to Oak's lab? He's I was a like, child. what the f- 
fuck? <laughs> and everyone stops and stares at him like this fucker. And then Delia takes the Orange League's trophy and it <laughs> right over the back of the head. His headband goes flying off. It was Delia <laughs> in the kitchen with the Orange League's trophy. There you go. Oh my god. I I could you imagine going into somebody else's home and acting like that? That's insane to me. They were just trying to make Tracy look really bad to justify, like, even more. Like, oh, remember Brock? He's way better. So they had to make Tracy really bad this episode. Yes, or something. I don't know. Nobody's really thrilled about this, because even when they eventually go to Oak's lab, because they're like, okay, let's just go to get you to shut up. And also, oh, yeah, we forgot about the GS ball. Better go and see (laughs) Oak. (laughs) They go, Oak is not anywhere to be found. They're like, hello, Oak, are you here? And we find him in a compromising situation with uh, Muck, so that was nice. Yeah, was it compromising or was it, like, enjoying? Uh, Oak was not enjoying. Oh, okay. Muck was enjoying it. Oak was not enjoying it. You got mucked. Yeah, Muck has some personal boundary problems. Him and Tracy would get along real well. I feel bad for Oak, like, for real, you guys. He has to deal with Ash's insane Pokemon, and also now he has Tracy, like a burr, stuck to him forever. I I think he needed because I've decided Oak didn't have any assistance whatsoever. This is all a one man operation. He needed Tracy. He he needed Tracy to do shit. I think he needs to retire, but that's just me. He's only fifty. Is he? Yeah. Holy shit! He's only fifty. He is not fifty. He is fifty. He's like seventy. He, they go forty years into the past, and he's ten. I don't believe it for one second. He's in a, He's 70. He acts like a 70-year-old. Jacob, thoughts? Uh, he looks old to me. Thank 50, you. 50 seems right, I guess. He's a rough 50. Oh, it's all that all that Pokemon. I mean, if you're getting mucked every day and you had a wheezing, they just kept like blowing toxic fumes in your face. You look like an old catcher's mitt, too. I got an old catcher's mitt. Oh, I feel bad. He should have had... He has assistance in the game. I don't know what's going on with him, but... And all those assistants are Tracy. Oh, jeez. He just he duplicated Tracy, made it clones. One Tracy's oh. enough. Good God. Well, regardless, Tracy is starstruck. He launches into his. I don't even know what kind of shit was coming out of his mouth. I sort of tuned it out. Just drool. Uh, it was just drool. Oak seems visibly uncomfortable. I felt really bad for him in that moment. But Ash finally breaks the awkward tension because he's like, oh, I forgot. Here's your GS ball that we've spent how many episodes? How many episodes were in the Orange Islands? Okay, let's do some math. There's 36 Orange Islands episodes. Oh, God. Minus two, because these are the last two episodes. Minus one, two. It's been 31 episodes. Okay. An undisclosed amount of time has happened since then. But we're here. We finally have your magical Pokeball. All right, so our job is done. They have a moment together where Tracy sort of corrals oak into his own living room and it loads him up with the sketchbooks and he's like look at my art look at the pink rhyhorn yeah yeah look at the pink rhyhorn that didn't color in these are great oak's like these are great and he just throws them in this fireplace they had a really i really thought this i felt bad but also i thought it was funny when brock and oak start visibly gossiping to him in front of him (laughs) they start like loudly whispering shit about his sketchbook in front of him well professor oak what do you think about tracy well brock i think it's not good he looks at them and he's like concerned and i was like i can't believe everybody's rude in this episode 
Well, that makes me think, too, that Tracy just made up. Like, there's really no such thing as a Pokemon watcher or whatever he is. Yeah, it's like something he just was like, I'm not anything. I'm going to make something up to be part of something. Draw some crappy drawings of Pokemon and say it's research. Boom. I'm important. You know, honestly, again, we've probably talked about this before, but why didn't they just keep Todd Snap and make him that third character? I mean, they already had an established Pokemon artist, photographer type character like why and pictures are actually useful yeah actual photography with a camera it makes no sense it makes no sense at all was this like was tracy like somebody's self-insert that they just had to have in the show like i'm just really confused the more that guy at the office is always drawing you know yeah wait what is there always a guy at the office drawing yep you know teddy from accounting well it's an animation studio i hope there's people there drawing (laughs) but it's just drawing random stuff too it's like the guy you always entertain his ideas but you never use them oh yeah yeah yeah, we should throw like a fish in here yeah through this whole episode it feels like tracy is like there to like for everyone to shit on him and for everyone to ignore him and like be like you're not part of our group why are you here well, he really inserted himself in the first place. Ash and Misty never invited him along. He's like, I'm going to come with you so I can meet Professor Oak. That was clear from the beginning. Right. So dumb. He overstayed his welcome for the wrong reasons. Although I think now that I'm thinking back, I actually gave him an MVP for that when we talked about him because I was like, <laughs> I admire his, you know, go get him attitude and he's just going to take what he wants. But now I'm like, ooh, this is awful. <laughs> If y'all saw Ash, would you insert yourself into his life and force yourself on him? No. Do I know him? Like, do I recognize him or... You have all the knowledge that you have in the real world, but one day you wake up and you're in the anime world and you don't question this, but then Ash walks in by and you're like, am I going to join his adventures? Fuck no. I probably would. I think I would. I would do it just to achieve immortality. Yeah. Some of that bubble around him just reverses the aging. Yeah, but maybe it's like a curse where, like, you're only immortal for as long as you stay in his immediate presence because he's sapping your, like, energy. And then once you're, you've severed that tie with him, you'll age immediately and die. Mm. You want to tie yourself to him forever at that cost? Ah, no. That would explain why we never saw Max again. Yeah, because he immediately died. <laughs> Collapse into a pile of dust and bones <laughs> and a pair of glasses. Yep. That's how the characters leave the show. They get with it out of a hundred yards of ash and it's just waving. It's just... He completely just disintegrated. It becomes a tree. Wearing a pair of glasses. <laughs> I would not take on that curse. That's that's too loaded. It's not worth it. That would to hurt. Stay too. in his presence. Tin and fruitful and then you're old and saggy. Yeah. Could you imagine okay, think about this. If that was true. So you're you're young and youthful and you have energy and no pain and all this stuff. The minute you step out of Ash's like protective bubble, you feel the entire pain of a lifetime of aging in an instant and then die. He chose poorly. It's interstellar all over. No thanks. Plus you're al- always in like wacky situations. That's a good point. I don't want to have to fight Team Rocket every fucking day. It's like Groundhog Day, but constant Team Rocket. And you always have to meet these annoying people with their annoying problems. Okay, n- never mind. It's not worth it. Sorry, you already made your choice. Oh, shit. When you wake up You're tomorrow stuck. in the anime world. All right, so where are we at? Brock and Oak are gossiping. That's fun. 
Then suddenly, Team Rocket appears with a giant tent. If you were wondering where the tent in the name of this episode came from, here it is. Where they got the cloth for this, I don't know. But they basically cover the entire building plus part of his, like, acreage with a tent. And then they start putting on a circus act. This reminded me of, like, my prom from high school. Does it? Yep. Somebody flew down with a hot air balloon and covered you with a giant tent? Basically, we had this like new building that was being built from our school and they were like, oh, we're not going to finish this in time because I think like a hurricane or something came through, something damaged it. And so like the last minute thing was they put a tent over us and they had like performers in the tent and I don't remember there being like a vacuum, but there were like these AC units that were attached to the tent and they were blowing air on everybody. They kept blowing drinks over. It was something. Huh. So I had like bad flashbacks. You know what I was suddenly reminded of just now? When you guys were young in like recess time or like PE, do you guys remember playing with those like, it was like a huge circle of people and they had those big <gasps> rainbow. Yes. Like tent things. and Parachute. Like, the parachute. parachute. Yeah. And then you would have to like, I can't remember the exact game, but there was some kind of like bean bags or something involved and you'd have to like run around underneath the tent. That was the greatest shit ever. Really? I always thought it was terrifying because I felt trapped in there. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that shit. It was fun. That was what fun. What was the game? I can't remember the game, you guys. Half of the kids would have to hold it up and the other half would like run across. Yeah. To the other end. You had to like, if you're on like one end and another person on the other end, the person you made eye contact diagonally from you, they would throw the tent in the air and you had to run before the tent fell to the ground to the other person's spot and grab hold of it. And you just kept like two people at a time or three people at a time would just keep going underneath it. I'm looking up right now. It says... 31 fun parachute games and activities for kids. Apparently there's a lot you can do. Let's get one of these and have with fun. With a parachute. We can live stream it on Twitch. Welcome to Have the Drawing Pan. <laughs> oh, except instead of a rainbow, it's like a Pokeball. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my God. That unlocked a memory for me. You put balls in the middle of it, too, and you can pop them and see how high it can make them go in the air. Oh, yeah. The popcorn game. Like, yep. you have those little balls and you, like, fling them up into the air. Mm-hmm. They put on a circus act. That was fun. It kind of reminded me of Killer Clowns of Outer Space, but that's neither here nor there. Ash uses Muck in battle, who also immediately goes to assault Jesse. Muck needs some remedial class on how to interact with people. Some social skills. Muck doesn't have any idea of personal space, but that's okay because Team Rocket catches them in a bunch of magical rings and sucks up all the Pokeball with their industrial-sized vacuum cleaner that they always seem to have on their person. And the day is saved, though, because a mysterious cloaked figure saves the day. This reminded me... Who's the character in Zelda? Sheik? Sheik? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's Sheik. Sheik is here to save us. I felt so stupid in this part. I was like, who is this? Are Are we getting a new character? I got excited and then the, you know, drapes come off and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this now. I forgot. The little, little piece of brown hair falling through the eye hole didn't like... I thought that was a throw off. I over, overthought it. Okay. Why was he head to toe covered in a, in a cloak? (laughs) You you didn't catch the part? That's actually my quote for this episode. Okay. Okay. I didn't catch that part. He says he found it on the road. Like that was Brock's old trench quote. He no, he did, did not. You're making yes, shit up. Yes, that he found on the he way to Palatine. That's what he says. I would have really? caught that. Jacob, no. I don't know. No, he doesn't say that. But that's pretty cool, though, right? Everyone's coming to town wearing these cloaks. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is the entry fee to Palatine. 
So I'm just curious now that you're saying that, like, why didn't they just like have him in silhouette or something or like a shadow? They should have had him coming on a parachute. All right. We're overthinking this. Gary's here. Gary is the mysterious cloaked figure. Oh, my God. He's really badass, though. He's got a Nitto queen and easily beats them. And Oak is like, thanks, Gary. You're the best. And then Ash has to go and have a little temper tantrum and be like, well, I was in the Orange League. Meanwhile, Gary is very level-headed and he's like, okay, child, I've been training and actually putting my time to good use while you were fucking around in the islands. So Ash is like, well, I'm better than you, so I'm going to challenge you to a battle. And that's where we end off. So Gary was like level grinding this whole time? Gary was just being a responsible trainer and actually doing work. I think he got into some sort of trouble. He was wearing that cloak to hide his identity. Oh, okay. stole something. Uh, This episode was like a special. Like, it felt like it wasn't the main episode with all the characters coming back and it being just kind of like a hoopla of people. I wish Gary was the main character. (laughs) Let's rewrite. We should have a Gary spinoff, for God's sake. No, nobody? It's just me? All right. Now it's time for our MVP, LVP, and quote. Yeah, and I was doing the... I'm using two different browsers today, so I have to keep flip-flopping back and forth. And I got Windows 11 working for me, too, so... Wow. Fantastic stuff here. Uh, Alex, you're first, followed by myself, and then Austin. All right. Wow, I feel like this never happens. Okay, well, obviously, I'm going to give my most valuable player of the episode to Gary. I typed it before you said it. Thank you. Are you still keeping a log? Guess what? Guess what? We're going to find the results today. Oh, my God, are we really? Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm thrilled. That's true excitement because I had no idea that was happening. Okay. Ooh, I'm tickled. All right, MVP Gary because Gary's the best and I love Gary. LVP, I'm going to give it to Tracy because he was a rude little shit and also obsessed with Professor Oak and it's weird. All right, let's see my quote. Where did I write my quotes at? Sorry, I had a few. All right, Brock. Okay, so Team Rocket flies down with their tent. They put on their circus act. Brock says... Well, actually, Oak and Ash are sitting there like idiots. They're like clapping like, yay. That was funny. And Brock says, wow, I wonder if they'll have an old fashioned sideshow. And Ash says, no, just three freaks. Boom. Boom. Uh, My turn. My MVP is going to go to Oak for not entertaining Tracy's childish behavior too much. So good for you, Oak. Tracy needs to grow up. Uh, my LVP is going to go to Delia, though, for her treatment of Ash. It was just inconsistent and weird. Uh, my quote also comes from Delia, and this is when she first sees Ash and Pikachu. They both come running towards her, and she says, I'm so glad you're here, Pikachu. I was like, oh. <laughs> Delia loves Pikachu. Yeah, way to really not care about your son there, but it's okay. That's it. Your turn, Austin. I guess my MVP will be... Delia for stepping all over Brock. That was funny. Oh. And my LVP will be Gary to make Alex mad. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. My, <laughs> my LVP. How could you hate him? He's so great. My LVP will be Gary's cloak that he's wearing for no reason. Because <laughs> that looks way too hot to be wearing. It's in the middle of summer. I know. Not good. And my quote... Tracy says, while Muck is attacking Professor Oak and Ash and Brock, Tracy says, I hope you don't mind if I sketch this. And Ash says, Tracy, we do mind. <laughs> it's about time someone put him in his place. I know. Get Tracy the fuck out of there. Okay. 
Yeah, and you know what? I forgot to mention this part the, while we're shitting on Tracy. Tracy's the one who had the whole breakdown about going to the laboratory at that very moment. Then they get there. It's empty. And Tracy says, maybe we shouldn't interrupt him. Maybe he's doing important research. I think he got, like, nervous at the yeah, last moment. Yeah, he got, moment. like, stage fright. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no, we're meeting him. <laughs> we're, you're going in there. Can't stand Tracy. They really, you're right, Jacob. They really, really phoned it in with him this episode just to make him sound and act way worse. So we hate him and we don't feel bad about it. Yeah, they wanted like a real smooth transition with Brock Ugh. being there. All right. Uh, all right. And oh, no, I got it. 30 seconds. Oh, you It'd are. be me. And uh, we're doing, now we're moving on to the rivalry revival. All right, Alex, could you cut them down? Because I'm, I'm tabulating some results right now. Okay. Hold on, let me get to a nice even number. Three, two, one, go. All right, so Ash and Gary are facing off. And despite Ash winning the Pokemon Orange League, which is totally legit, Gary kicks his ass and just basically, you know, destroys him. And that makes Ash contemplate for a little bit. But then there's not too long, not for too long, though, because we got ready for Johto. And there's sort of like a rocky montage of him getting prepped and punching dead meat for the Johto League. But then we also find out we got to deliver the GS ball to Kurt because Oak is useless and can't decipher the code inside of it. The end. End. Time. Okay. So we pick up right where we left off with Gary suggesting a one-on-one battle between him and Ash, which is our first ever Ash and Gary battle. That's shocking to me. It only took 118 episodes. Wow. The big Ash versus Gary battle lasts for about two minutes. I thought this was going to be the whole episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be awful to talk about, you know, but, I mean, it, you're right about that. Uh, Gary has an Eevee as a reference to Pokemon Yellow. So this was the beginning of the Pikachu versus Eevee as the mascots, I feel like. I think it started in Pokemon Yellow when Gary slash Blue got the Eevee when you get the Pikachu. Right. So this is a reference to that, I assume. They really are... Including Eevee a lot more, I feel like. It's the better Pokemon, so. Well, we're about to get two new Eeveelutions, though. We are. I think that's the real reason Eevee's here. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is so silly. They recently released an Eevee DVD. What, like, in real time? Yeah, in real life. They recently released a DVD with Eevee episodes, and this one was on it. (laughs) And I saw that. I'm like, Eevee's not even in this episode, hardly. That's so weird. There has to be more Eevee episodes than that. He was in it for as much as it counted, which he did his job, and then he was gone, so. Pikachu hardly gets an attack in, and Eevee just one-hit KOs him with a Skull Bash, and that's it. Good job, Eevee. Gary's personality has completely changed since the old days of Indigo League, because he tells Ash he did a great job battling, he thanks Professor Oak, and then he does, like, this cool, like, walk off into the distance and, like, waves a goodbye without looking. Which I think is the first time he's ever done that. And the cool Pokeball spin on his finger. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. And the, he's been doing that since episode one. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we didn't get a single Ashy boy. But nope. he's a completely different person. He's, he is he's mature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've gone back to the drawing board and they've decided that the Gary with the cheerleaders and the convertible was not working. So they're like, let's just make him different. Let's make him more like... I think this Gary was always there. I think he just like matured mm. because... Even when he lost at the Pokemon League, he just accepted it and was kind of like, you know, he saw failure as learning experience and Ash just kind of pitched a fit. So, yeah, the, Gary's always been way more mature than Ash. 
I think this is by design. I agree. I think this isn't like the writers deciding to scrap it. I think this is just his character personality growth. Like Hmm. he's not a stupid kid anymore who's obsessed with like one-upping Ash or showing off. He's like actually got goals and actually trying to like become better and I think they're setting him up, too, for his eventual, like, transition into being a professor, which is really his goal. I don't know if they, like, had the professor thing laid out yet. They might have. But I think they throw Gary in there constantly as being, like, the barometer for where Ash should be. Like, he's Mm. just where kids should be acting. And then this is how Ash, this is what level Ash is at. Like, just to compare the two. Like, this is where Ash should be, but he's still, like, right here. Yeah, they both set out on the same day, so they both should be... In the same, air, like, league, ha, quote-unquote. But Ash is, uh, unfortunately, Ash, so... <laughs> I'm not used to character growth and personality development in this anime, so, yeah. I don't know, it's really throwing me off. <laughs> this makes me go back to the question last episode. If I saw Ash, I probably would go, but it would be kind of like, uh, like, I'd have second thoughts. Man, if I saw Gary, it'd be like, no question. I'd be like, all right, Gary, we're going. I would go with Gary, <laughs> for sure. Just, I, I'm I'm biding my time. I'm waiting for the Diamond and Pearl Ash that we know and love, because that's the best iteration of Ash. Change my mind. He's coming. Uh, we have to get through Johto first. Ash pouts, because that's what he does. And he's looking out into the sun, because that's what he does. And Missy's like, you want to know where Gary is? Hmm. So they run into the lab, where Oak is doing his research on the GS ball, which consists of putting the GS ball next to the computer and the computer goes question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And Oak is just like, I just can't figure it out. What's in this GS ball? Who made it and why? Mysteries for the ages. Who knows? So Ash runs in and pulls a Tracy and it was like, where's Gary? Oak informs Ash that Gary has gone to Johto. Ash says, what's a Johto? This, okay, Oh, my God. You know how many problems I have with this. Ash lives on the border of Kanto and Johto and doesn't know what Johto is. You want to know something else? Yes. Okay, in a, in five seconds, Oak says, I need you to bring this to famous Pokeball designer Kurt. And Ash says, specifically, Kurt is like a big celebrity. Can't wait to meet him. I'm like, you fucking know who Kurt is? Then you know where he fucking lives. And you know he lives in Johto. So how can you sit there and say, what's a Johto? Oh my god, it's infuriating. Ash just, he can't scale a map. So to him, Johto is like on the other side of the world. God, it pisses me off. Like, how they can't know what, and and then Oak, don't even get me started on, okay, I'm having a, my blood pressure's going up. You didn't even mention when, when Oak pulls up Kurt's picture on his computer, Ash says, who's that? And Oak says, that's Kurt. And like Ash is like, Kurt's a big celebrity. It makes zero sense. But I think that could just be he doesn't recognize him from the photo without context. But he knows who Kurt is. But he knows of Kurt. Then he knows where he lives. Godly, that's like the ancient times. Like, oh, there's Caesar over there. Oh, I know. You know, it's like seeing someone famous. That's weird. And the fact that Oak doesn't know. No. Oak knows that there's other regions. And he knows of other people that live in other regions. But yet... He doesn't know about the Pokemon. No one ever said Oak doesn't know about any other Pokemon. He tells Ash there's 150. Except for that. So, but maybe it's just, you know what? Honestly, maybe if I reframe it, maybe it's just Oak 
dumbing shit down for Ash. Like, Ash's brain at the moment can't handle more than 150 Pokemon. So let's not over load ash until he's ready you got to slowly introduce them one by one (laughs) if you went straight to ash and you said hey there's a thousand pokemon you got to catch them all his head would explode his head would explode right so you got to start off with 150 which still seems like a lot but you got to start small you got to crawl yeah it's a drip feed for maybe you're right maybe everybody else just exists for the benefit of ash and they all have to drip feed him information that's how every, like, chosen one anime or sh- series starts out. There's, like, the minimal amount of knowledge, but some, but people know everything, you know? That's just how every one of these goes. Yep. They keep the chosen one under ropes. Mm-hmm. In any case, the there's only 150 Pokemon has been officially retconned. That is not the case. We're going to Johto, baby. Blue, here we come. Blue's already here, because Meryl's with Tracy. I know, shocking. All right, so we're all going to go to New Park Town, which is where everyone in Johto has to go to sign up for the Pokemon or the Johto League, which seems logistically unlikely. And also we have to meet Professor Elm. Uh, did they even mention Professor Elm? No, but we I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, so we have to be forced to have a conversation with Professor Elm. Oh my God, I can't wait. He's the least favorite professor. Sorry. I think he's kind of funny. But in any case, Brock's like, all right, we're going to Johto. And Ash and Misty are like, we are? And Brock is like, yes. The three of us are back together. And cut to Tracy looking despondent, I guess. What are you talking about? He's thrilled. He gets to have Professor Oak all to himself. That's true. I guess I'm despondent. Tracy's leaving. Oh, Tracy, I'll miss you so much. What will I do without you? Anyway, (laughs) now it's nighttime and we're all gonna have dinner at Delia's house. Wait, did I miss the Team Rocket thing? They were there. They, they were, were just they don't do. They don't do anything. There's some stupid shit where Team Rocket gives a big motto performance because they think Gary's coming towards them. But it turns out he's on a separate pathway than they are, so he walks right past them. It was weird and confusing. Anyway, now it's at Delia's house, and we're all having a wonderful dinner consisting of cantaloupe. Apparently Brock prepared this dinner, and Delia didn't do a thing about it. Cantaloupe's good. You know, yeah, I, I guess. It's very picky. What are you picky. talking about? There was a whole spread. There was like a a beautiful tropical flower centerpiece and like all kinds of like hors d'oeuvres and... Jelly donuts. Yeah. It's great. It just looked like fruit to me. What can I say? Fruit with some sauce on it. Ooh, fruit with sauce on it. Yeah. Delicious. He's vegetarian now. Uh, while we're enjoying our dinner, um, Tracy announces that he's looking forward to when Ash sends all his Johto Pokemon to the lab. And Ash is like, what? And Tracy's like, I'm staying here, Professor Oak. And Misty's like, hooray! And then Team Rocket comes in. <laughs> yeah. Team Rocket comes in because they're now TV reporters coming at you live. L-I-V-E, live. And it sends Brock into a tailspin. Yep. Can't say the word Ivy without Brock going to his blue dimension of sorrow. Or sorrow. <laughs> and, you know, they take Pikachu and... Delia's like, don't let them trample my garden. So Miami protects the garden. Ash runs after Pikachu. And then Old Man Scyther comes to the rescue. Yeah. Yeah. Old Man Scyther. He has one swipe in him, but damn, it's a good swipe. Yeah. And then he's all like, sigh. Yeah. (laughs) For the rest of the evening. Meryl's there too. God, that old Scyther deserves better than Tracy. 
So was this like Tracy's last huzzah and they were like, okay, we need to have like Tracy single-handedly blast off Team Rocket and we got to see Old Man Scyther for one last time. Oh my God. Old Man Scyther got a big moment. Meryl was there. They forgot Venonat existed and that's a farewell to Tracy. (sighs) The one thing that I'm really going to hate about, this is the one thing is with Tracy being gone, we now no longer have Old Man Scyther I'm heartbroken. I feel like we only ever saw Scyther like five times. Yeah, but every one of those times was a treat. And now we'll be robbed forever of old man Scyther. Can uh, Tracy just, I wouldn't give a shit what happens to him. If he could just trade somebody old man Scyther so we can continue the legacy. Trade Goldine for Scyther. (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh, God. (laughs) Old man Scyther is the only one that seems to age, too, within the Pokeballs. He was already old. I know, but every time he comes out, though, he can do less and less. Like, he has him do all these different attacks, and this one time, he got one swipe, and they were, like, giving him oxygen and brought out, like, a tank. <laughs> you know, like, he's the only one that seems to have some kind of issue with the aging. All he needed was one swipe. Scyther's, like, on his last month of being alive. Like, it's gonna be any moment now. <laughs> he needs to keep him out of the Pokeball, then. Let him live. <laughs> I wish that we could give up Togepi for Old Man Scyther. That would be my dream trade. Unfortunately, Togepi's going to be here until Season 7 when Togepi Christ. goes to an alternate dimension never to be seen again. Just be patient. I'm waiting for that day. All right, then that's it for Tracy. Bye, Tracy. Uh, we wave goodbye to Delia and Oak and Tracy, and we head west towards the Blue Mountains of Filler episodes. Oh. Uh, saga complete. Generation oh. one is done. Yay. Guys, I don't know how to feel. I'm having a moment. I'm happy. Am I the only one that experiences this like profound feeling of like loss and sadness every time we're done with something? Yes, that's just you. Yeah. I think that, I have a problem. There's, a, there's a thousands more of these to go. So it's like, uh, you know. we got Johto. We got Hoenn. We got Battle Frontier. We got Sinnoh. We got Innova. We got the Decalore Islands. We got Kalos. We got Alola. We got, um everywhere except for galar um can we like if we ever get there which will probably be dead before we ever do we'll be like old man scyther what we'll be like old man scyther we'll be dead yeah that, that's okay if we can we can join old man scyther in the great beyond can we have like our one pass of like a season that we don't want to do because i can tell you right now mine's gonna be sun and moon er, no i thought you were gonna say the decalore islands i like kalos i don't have any okay. problem with that <laughs> We can just do X and Y. We'll be all right. We're gonna, yeah. Okay, we're going to skip Joto. We're going straight into X and Y. No context. I'm trying to think. Are we near the change of voices, or is that a lot later? Oh, no, no, We are no. way from okay. That's not anywhere near us. Okay. Because I remember it being such a shock to me that I couldn't remember exactly where it was at. I remember the episode where I was like, something's not right here. It's still a shock to me, Jacob. Yeah. It's been... We've had more new voice actors... Like, it's been longer with Sarah Natticheni and all those people than it has been with Veronica Taylor and the others. And I still have problems with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm biting my tongue. Come on. Tell us how you really feel. I, Sarah as Ash is just as iconic of an Ash to me as Veronica is. Okay. Maybe it's not so much Ash, but I my problem is with Jesse and James. My real problem is- Jesse and James are awful. I'm they, so sorry. It's yeah. been 15-something years, and they still are so bad. I'm so sorry. And it's not even against the actors. It's just their portrayals of those characters. They're being told to do that, too, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's not- 
Like there's a director and they're like, there's a director present it this way and be as obnoxious as possible. Don't be charming or likable at all. (laughs) Well, a lot of it's the writing too. It's not even the direction. It's the writing and partly actors, but partly the, what they're having to work with. And it's not the same four kids like charm with these little one-off things that make it, it makes it. And this, I'm sorry, it's just bad. Yeah, it's like four kids had more freedom, almost, if that makes sense. Like, I'm sure they did. They absolutely did. Yeah, now it's so big that, it, like, everything has to be polished and just make sure that it's not going to, like, some four kids jokes may be edgy sometimes, and they, they can't have that at all now. We got, like, we're a clean product. We don't make any money off this animation. We need to sell cards, games, and toys. Animation's just like a big commercial. So boring, God. Go, go to your edge. Find your edge. Whoever's Disney XD or whoever's making this, Netflix. Find your edge and almost get off of it. Okay. It's done in house by Pokemon Company. There you go. There's the problem. The, the dubbing is by the Pokemon Company. Well, that's why. I mean, Jacob's completely right. There, there's no room for any kind of little, you know, double entendre jokes. There's, you know, little puns. There's none of that. The worst offender was in black and white where they had the direct translation. It's literally like a direct translation. It's not funny or cute or entertaining. It's boring and stale and I hate it. Objection, your honor. Overruled. You didn't even hear my objection, your honor. What is it? Relevance. Tell me anyway. What? Relevance to Orange Islands. It's relevant because I can't believe they got rid of perfection in favor of this garbage. (laughs) I'm gonna eat all this out. Okay, we're no, not you're there not. Yet. This is I'm 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 upset. No, we got six more seasons. Go, calm down. <laughs> it's over. I'm with Alex. I'm with Alex. It's over. I'm in shambles, Austin. Oh god. <laughs> all right, MVP, LVP, and quote. This is we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> are we? I think we're just we are giving voice to what the majority of people feel. There's two distinctive camps, okay? There's pre-voice actor change, and then there's post-voice actor change. You know who stays consistent? Pokemon. Gary. Pikachu. Uh, Also Pikachu. Also Giovanni? Question mark? That's interesting. All right, anyway. Anyway, Austin, you're going first for the MVP, LVP, and quote. Alex, you're second, and then I'm last. So I'm going to need some help. My MVP is Scyther. Don't you dare! <laughs> because I know y'all were going to try and get him, so I got him first. You don't even like Old Man Scyther. You're so rude. I love Old Man Scyther. What are you talking about? Not as much. Not as much, yeah. Maybe not as much, but I still like him, but he's mine. Old Man Scyther's lost on you. can't believe no, this. Lost on me? Y'all accusing me of something here. You just don't, don't understand. What. You just don't I, get it. Okay, well, guess what? My LVP is Scyther, too, so fuck you. Really? Because Scyther, unfortunately, passes away due to this, (laughs) the events of this episode. Oh, no. We never see him again. Or no, do we? I think he appears like one more time after this ever. And then Tracy kills him. Okay. I wasn't even kidding. That's also my LVP. (laughs) Why? Oh, because he passed away. Because he's like, so I'm like, just let that thing rest in peace. God damn. He's got some fight in him. He's got some fight in him. Yeah, like, barely, and then he has to, like, recover, like, <sighs> visible sweat marks. It's a bug. It doesn't even sweat. That's how bad it is. He's always wet. <laughs> oh, like, every geez. frame has, like, a little drop. I want to look up and see when exactly he appears again. I think it's in Chronicles. Um, okay, Scyther has rarely appeared since Tracy arrived in Pallet Town. However, it helped at 
the crisis at the lab in Bulbasaur the Ambassador. Also in Pokemon Chronicles. And that was the last time we ever saw it. All right. What's your quote, Austin? I'm going to take the one I think Alex is going to use. When Jesse is looking at everyone, all the twerps, and she says, What a fun, attractive, vibrant group. And then Uh, the camera pans to Oak, and she says, Mostly. And Oak growls at her. Yeah, that was going to be mine, but that's okay. I'm taking all the good stuff. There's some other good ones, so I'm fine with it. I am mad about Old Man Scyther because I literally have no backup. Oh, shit. Godly, the double bird. I know. God, Austin, so rude. Okay, let's start with LVP then, because I have to f- make something up. LVP, I'm going to give it to Ash, because he's a little whiny baby, and his immaturity is astonishing. MVP, I'm going to give it to Team Rocket, I guess, Ooh. because I like their reporter bit. It was really funny. They had some good witty lines in there, visual gags, different stuff. So I appreciate them. Um. All right, let's see. Quote. Oh, okay. I'm... This isn't the original quote, but I feel like I need some context because I think at the beginning of last the last episode, I mentioned that Jesse even points out about Ash and Delia's relationship and how there's some weird dynamic going on with that. So Jesse says as she's in her reporter outfit and she's giving her spiel, she says something. I didn't write the whole thing down, but basically he may be starved for affection, but he craves the open road. Oh, Oh, even Jesse picks up on their strange, like, Ash's strange relationship with his mother. That was good. Oh, okay. I'm going to give my MVP to Gary's Evie for knocking out Pikachu, which leads me into my LVP, and I'm going to give it to Pikachu because, well, I mean, come on. He deserves it. He's supposed to be strong here. I mean, look at what Pikachu's battled before, and to lose like this in one shot? Are you kidding me? Uh, they say victory makes you weaker, and it was shown here. What does Bane say? Victory has defeated you? There you go. Let me see. My quote, I can't even remember I, what part this is from. Uh, Delia says, I think she had my quote last episode, too. My quote is, the worst part is they forgot my grocery list. Oh, because Miami and uh, Brock take off to fight to get her groceries. Oh. Without taking her grocery list first, because they're so... I love that. Can Brock just stay... Can Brock just stay and fight Mimey all day? That'd be nice. Could you imagine if we had like a sitcom with like Brock and Mimey and their wacky misadventures throughout the day? See, I think that's why I like this. I like that it's uh, it's like a sitcom. It's a comedy. Yeah. Well, we only, we don't get that. We get right back into it. Lame. Johto. Hmm. Anyway, well, that's the episodes this week. Austin, you had some important figures you wanted to point out. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Are we ready now for the big reveal of the MVP and LVP? Let's do it. This is the culmination of all of our MVP and LVP choices throughout this entire season, right? Correct. Which, there's only 36 episodes in one movie and one Pikachu short, so there's not very many. Still, it's always fun to see what our, how we trended one way or the other. All right. Let's do the top MVP. And since there's, there's going to be a lot of, like, overlap... 
because in third place for MVP is a five-way tie. Where's the overall numbers? Because I just see our columns. Where? I'm looking at the spreadsheet. Oh, you got to look at the bottom of the tabs. Oh, duh. Okay. I'm looking at the total MVP. In third place is Lapras, Professor Oak, Staryu, Togepi, and Tracy. <laughs> and they all got three. Three votes. In second place is another tie of Charizard, James, Nurse Joy, Pikachu, Scyther, and Team Rocket. Wow. And in first place is a two-way tie with eight votes each for Ash and Misty. That's shocking. Really? Okay. Ash and Misty are both in first place. Huh. Over to LVP. Oh, there's like no ties at all. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I'm not surprised by this at all. Okay, no, you should not be. And okay, let's do the top five. Because I think it's interesting. Number five is Togepi with three votes. Number four is Misty with four votes. Number three is Team Rocket with five votes. Number 12, or number, <laughs> number two, <laughs> second most LVP is Ash with 12 votes. Jesus. And the number one LVP is... Wait, can we guess it? Who can could it possibly be? It? Who is oh, it? Oh, God. Drum roll, please. Tracy, Tracy with 13 votes. He only has one more than Ash. Oh, that was close, man. That was really close. Well, he's Tracy, so. Yep. I feel like if in th- those episodes, they were so horrible. One of us definitely said Tracy and Ash back to back. Let's give some um, honorary shout outs to some of our other weird LVPs. There really aren't that many. What was there like are a, some. Yeah, the most obscure one. Let's see. Escorbia Island Infrastructure. That was me. <laughs> Who else? Okay, Mayor Fuckhead? Was that? Oh, that was the mayor of Hamlet Island. <laughs> no, that was no, not the mayor with, with Poncho and all that. That was the mayor with the Bulbasaur in the sewer. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Hamlet Island was Poncho. Yeah. That's right. The statue of himself that he built. Yeah. Yes, yes. Who is Scyther X? Oh, the the gang leader Scyther. Yeah, the young new Scyther, Scyther with the X. X on his face. <laughs> we can't even remember who these people are. Tad's Polyrath's belt. I remember that one. Oh, the poor Magnemite that got beamed by Arbok's Pokeball in the middle of a battle. Oh, Glassware Shopkeeper who berated that little girl. <laughs> he deserved it. Oh, the Beach Punks assaulting Lapras. For sure. The Prophet. Don't forget the, the prophet, prophet of Blood Moon Island. Oh Is the God. prophet on there like five times? I see the prophet. Oh, the prophet's only in there one time for LVP. Oh, we got LVP? Us? Oh, we, oh, we us? did? What is that? Austin gave it to us one time. What was it for? Why did I do that? It was something... I can't remember. I think we were talking about an episode and it was so bad that we talked about something else instead of the episode the whole time. Oh, oh God. <laughs> we do that all the time anyway. Yeah, it's natural. Let's give some... MVP shoutouts. Any good ones? I got one. Sunglasses. Yes. MVP vote out to Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, who always likes our post on Twitter. Thanks, Jimmy. You're a real one. We appreciate you, Jimmy. Jimmy, you're invited to be on the podcast. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. If you want to have a guest spot on our podcast, hit us up. DM the A-man. Slide into those DMs. That's right. All right. Well, that was fun, you guys. Austin, thank you for keeping track of that because I was looking forward to it and completely forgot that that was for today. So mm-hmm. it was not worth all the effort that took. Yeah, I forgot we even did that. I would say that it is. 
Okay, you can keep track of the MVPs and LPs next season, Alex. I Just will. make it up. Just make it up. No, some of these are so obscure. I mean, we couldn't literally. It's it's completely dependent on the episode and the weird turns our conversation goes during recording. So, good job, you guys. All right, what's uh what's next episode, Austin? Oh, you guys, you're waiting for a treat next episode. Oh my god, I'm scared. Before we go to Johto, we got one more stop to make. What? Coming at you live. It's <gasps> Pokemon Live. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot. I don't know what this is. Oh, Jacob, you're in for something. Oh, Jacob, oh, Jacob. Is this on YouTube? Yeah, it's on you. I'm going to send you the link. It's okay. a really bad quality recording because it was like not, you know, one intended for distribution. Now, when it says live, it means like real people. Okay, we gotta watch. I'm sending you the commercial. Wait, I'm sorry. You, this was not meant for distribution. This was a stage performance. Okay, what I'm saying is the recording that is available for the public to view on YouTube was a recording not meant to be like released on DVD or something. It was done for like staging notes or something like that. Oh. For the people working on it. Oh, okay. I am so thrilled. I can't believe it's finally happening. Pokemon on Ice is that what we're doing here. Pretty much. Just wait. Look at this URL I'm sending you. Attention Pokemon fans. Get ready for Pokemon Live at the <laughs> Fox Theater. Now you can be there as oh, man. your favorite characters come to life in this on Oh my god, their hair. Adventure. It's the only place to see a brand new Pokemon with amazing powers. You can meet Brock, Misty, Ash, and of course Pikachu. As the action hits the stage at the oh my Fox god. Theater. Wanna catch them all? Gotta catch it live. I got things two Pokemon hours long? Live. Holy cow. I'm so upset we never went to see it in person. We'll talk all about it. Okay, okay. Oh my god. Alright, so that's next time is Pokemon Live, right? Uh, assuming all goes to plan, yes. Alright, alright. Is it matter any closing comments or anything before I end us off here? Or we blast off? I'm good. This was kind of a wild episode, but we're glad you're back, Jacob. We kind of forgot how to do this, but... Austin, what about you? No. All right, then, so... Sayonara, Orange Islands. Yep, bye, Orange Islands. Hello, Johto. And, of course, we all like to say just thank you for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdrawingpan. Again, the handle is outofdrawingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues.